Welcome to the podcast! Yeah, it's Beck and Gazeel here, and this is some of the best bits of our show in the last 24 hours. It'll make your wildest dreams come true. Well, it's definitely some bits of the show from the last 24 hours, but we really hope you enjoy it. And joining us in the studio, it is Dr. Ennis Kluter, owner of Kingsway Vet Centre. Always a pleasure having you in the studio, Dr. Ennis. It's good to be here. Thank you very much. Good to see you guys. Nice to see your smiling face. Oh, yes. And I, I wish my kids will say that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, you just bring joy wherever you go. You just like exude joy. I can see how my kids just cringe at the moment when yeah. you said that. Do you ever get mad? Do you yell at your kids? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Pretend, pretend Beck is your child and you're telling her off. No, we can't do this on air. <laughs> this is a family radio station. I don't think that's going to go down well. Hey, moving right along. If you do have a pet-related question... No matter how big or small, you can get it through right now, 0429-985-985, and we will touch on some of those. But Ennis, there's a couple of things we want to touch on. Uh, one being, if you have a couple of pets, okay, yep. and one of them passes away, does the other pet grieve? There's lots of examples in nature of animals grieving in their own way when one of their pack or one of their own siblings die. Um, in the wild, it's a very well-known fact that you've got elephants that go back to old mates that's died. There's always um, scenes of dolphins that carries their babies to the surface and oh. hang around for days wow. with them. We always see this very heartbreaking uh, pictures well of humans, uh, well, when there's a funeral and there's a dog that's very loyal to the owners where the dog sits next to the grave. So grieving, I, there's lots of research being done. It's always difficult to know, but we don't think grieving in pets is the same process as what it is in humans. It's more the loss of familiarity and right. someone that's been there. Like if you've had, had two dogs and they've been very close, they always play. You always see that these dogs go and they look for each other and if one of them pass away owners will often come into you and say well they pined they've been depressed mm. they can sit in the corner but but it's more we think it's more the loss of that rather than the grieving process of and and animals sure. understand animals understand death and it's they do understand that sometimes one of the litter mates is going to go and mm. one of the packs going to go and um, with their acute senses, they can also sometimes smell if people is on the, uh, on the know, way on out the, on the end of their of their it's normal funny you days. It's say that because when I was unwell, when I was away, my dog was all over me. Yeah, he just was with me. You see, what happens is your. Uh, the smells on your skin changes, mm -hmm. the wow. acidity levels on your skin changes, and, and dogs can pick up on this. We spoke about before about how dog can dogs can pick up on diseases. This is the same process, so dogs can pick up on that. So yes, there is definitely uh, a loss there, and some pets do better with it, and others do worse with it. I've had so many times where other pet just goes hoo-hoo <laughs> I am no <laughs> alpha <laughs> I am no the alpha especially cats wow. especially cats do that um, but you get the other side as well where some of these dogs just take a long time to get over it months yep. yeah very yeah. interesting to know it that is. because if they already are sensing it it might be mm. a shock for the owner mm. meanwhile the animals are like oh I've mm. known for a month yeah, absolutely the animals has known it for a month and, and you can speak to owners and they would say if they look back at it 
the behavior of that pet has already started changing. You know, they would uh, react different and they would respond different to the dying litter mate or the dying sibling. Wow. All right, Dr. Ennis. Mm. Better up. Uh, what is the best way <laughs> to integrate a cat and a dog? Um, there's <laughs> there are good ways and there are better ways. Cats and dogs do fight like cats and dogs. There's probably truth in that saying. I think if you if you anticipate that you're going to get a rescue cat and a rescue dog at the same time, unless they were from a previous same household, the chances of that being a good relationship ending in all just roses, it's not going to work. Right. You need to get these guys from a very young age. That would probably be the best thing as a kitten, as a puppy, so they can get used to each other in the same household. Um, it's it's not easy to integrate a new dog and a new cat. Is the um, best way just to like put them in a room together, or no. should you put a divider? <laughs> no. um, should you put like a divider up so they can smell each other first? Okay, so if you really have to do this, you're gonna probably need supervision, whatever you do, and um, you're gonna you're gonna need to cordon somewhere off where the cat can be and where the dog can be, and they can find their own space and their own place to to integrate or to just acclimatized to the new environment but it's it's definitely going to be under supervision and there are so many instances where you try and you try and try and after six years you would just give up Aww. because every wow. time the cat and the dog see each other they will just be Fight. at each other's throat and uh, may i say it is normally the cat that instigates <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> smaller one yes yeah. it's the cats cats are like that um, it's not easy. It's not easy, especially older dog and older cat getting them together. Does it make a difference on the sex? Like if it's no, uh, no, it doesn't no. matter because when they integrate a bit older, they're probably already neutered or desexed, yeah. Yeah, okay. and the and the hormones then shouldn't really play. So it's just that uh, age-old traditional fight between cats and dogs you know well good luck texter <laughs> 924 and speaking of cats Giselle didn't you find something's happening in the cat world yes there's something called a cat curfew is what they're calling it so there's a few states in Australia where they're banning uh, mm. cats being allowed outside of the house and you're only allowed to have your cat outside your property if it's on a leash now this is yeah. included in the backyard unless your backyard is enclosed can I just back backtrack on that a bit uh, just this this um, long weekend I spoke to a vet nurse that's involved in trying to eradicate feral cats that's catching the wildlife mm. down south it is a real problem it is a real problem with feral cats and these are not feral cats as in native feral cats these are previously domesticated feral cats household cats right. that actually destroy and they catch all the little um, marsupials that catch the bird life and it's a well-known fact that you know cats can cause havoc mm. so there's reason behind the madness here of doing this i just don't know how how it's going to be perceived um, by owners because cats are generally out of nature they are uh, investigators they are <laughs> roaming <laughs> they are sneaky they are roaming um, and that's in their nature. And you can train a cat to live inside, but you will have to provide a lot of um, extracurricular activities like climbing frames and scratching yeah. posts and that sort of thing. 
I don't know how this is going to be perceived. Um, cats generally don't do well on leashes unless unless they've been trained to do it. From a young age. So we'll see how this pans out, um, but there's definitely reason for their concern. Right. All I know right. we have no time at all, but what about the cat itself? <laughs> yeah, I know we have <laughs> no time, but... Hang on, hang on. Hang, I just talking. Well, I just... I feel like if I've got a question, someone else yeah. might have it. Yeah. Uh, what about the cat? Like, they're not designed to be in a room their whole life. Just well... Yes or no? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. As they are, they are climbers, they are investigators, as I said earlier. But you can train them if you've got enough um, uh, activities for them to do at home. Okay. Then it, it's not cruel to keep them in. Um, but you can't train an outside cat to keep, to stay in. That's that's really short and sweet. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, short. <laughs> John Keenis Cluter, the owner of Kingsway Vet Thank Center, you. has been our guest. We'll see you in a fortnight. Thanks, it Thank you. Thank you. Whew, what a hoot that was. That was. Oh, I'm yeah. tired just from listening to it. Oh, I'm energized. Yeah. <laughs> If you want more from The Drive Show, just visit 985.com. And don't forget, you can tune in live anytime for more of this great banter.